0: We're gonna test our audio real quick.
1: Okay,
0: that's a test. If I ever heard one. Welcome to Otaku Brothers, your friendly neighborhood
1: gaming podcast, featuring Rusty R. E. Lewis twenty eleven and Ryan. What's up, bitches? This is Otaku Brothers Podcast. We're going to talk about games and things, as we usually do. Rusty gave me the reins to open up this podcast,
0: and there you go. And that's the first mistake of 2019 (laughs) that I made. (laughs) So, hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 28 of Otaku Brothers. My name is Rusty, and this morning, January 1st, hot off the new year, 10.45 a.m., Ryan and I are recording this fine podcast for you. Fine folks. Ryan, what did we do last night for New Year's Eve? Um, we were at your apartment until
1: 2 o'clock playing Dark Souls, and we paused for a minute, listened to what? Hakuna mm-hmm. At 12, and then we got
0: back to dying and killing. As one does. For the next two hours. Yeah, so. no, it was a fun time. So we actually kicked off the evening. Lorne and I went to our local establishment Had a few brews, and then we met you at uh, a ramen place that Lauren had planned for us to go to and enjoy some sweet, spicy, noodley ramen, And uh, because someone over here doesn't know how to use (coughs) chopsticks, and he's also going to Japan in like two weeks, so that's a problem.
1: Well, as far as, like, I trust Lauren to be good at planning. Me too. And... She just let us down. She did. Like, looking at the hours is, like, the first thing you do. Mm -hmm. Especially on a holiday. Yeah. So,
0: don't let it happen again, Lauren. Yeah, come
1: on. Just dropping the ball.
0: But, um, we still managed to have a pretty nice evening. So, we ended up going to 16-Bit, which is a arcade. So, they have tons of arcade machines, brews, all kinds of good stuff. They had, like, 30 beers on tap. We actually didn't even drink there. No. Um, Well, because there's, like, a freaking... I don't know, gaggle of kids. Yeah, and see, that's the unfortunate thing, is this is in, like, our suburb city. If we go downtown, 16-bit um, doesn't even allow kids. You have to be 21 or yeah. older to even get in. They check your ID at the door. But this one was a lot nicer. <clears throat> it was nicer. It was a lot more expansive. You know, there's just more space. Um, they had couches with, um, like, flat-screen TVs, like, right in front of you. And they had basically some kind of emulation system where they had a Super Nintendo... Nintendo, and Sega Genesis, and they had like 30 games each that you could play at the command of a button, and they had like these imitation Super Nintendo controllers, but it was really fun. Um, I played a little bit of uh, Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Conquest, or Diddy's, Diddy's Quest, whatever it's called. This what is it? after. Yeah. Um, and then, what else did we play while we were there? It was really unfortunate because like... Oh, well, Sonic sucks. Yeah. I realized how much I
1: hate Sonic. It's just so difficult. It's not even that, it just doesn't make sense. And then as far as like a dude who's just a hot hedgehog or whatever that runs around fast, they slow down the pace of like play so much. Mm-hmm. So it
0: jolts you out of it. And you're like, I just want to run around and get coins. Well, I think that's the thing. First of all, they're rings. Second of all, I think we just suck at Sonic because it's the pace is supposed to be fast, but like Dark Souls, you kinda have to learn the routes. And once you do that, then you're constantly going fast, going through the round loop to loop. Well, that's not a game that I would want to play a million times to learn the routes to go fast. Yeah, if you were born in, like, 85 and you grew up playing the second Genesis, you might be saying yeah. it differently.
1: I'd wait a few years for Mario and call it. Call it good. Yeah, because that one's fast.
0: Yeah, but so, unfortunately, like, all the arcade machines that I wanted to play were, were down. So, yeah. Simpsons Arcade, my favorite arcade machine, gone. Um they didn't have Gauntlet Legends, which really kind of pissed me off. They have they had Gauntlet, the uh, the Nintendo game, um, which is a really cool cab. But what else did we play while we were there? We played Bad Dudes. I pay, played that barrel game with Donkey Kong and Mario. Uh, Donkey Kong Arcade. Yeah,
1: and if you have a game, you're supposed to follow the rules of your own game. Like it's what's that one? Jekyll and Hyde game that just has no rhyme or reason to what things do. Jekyll and Hyde? Dr. Hyde? What? Yeah. So there's a game that's like notoriously known for just being... Like, has no rules. It's just anarchy. This... Donkey Kong arcade felt like that. Because barrels go down, back and forth, Mm. right? They don't go down ladders. It's like completely random. So you think you're safe, you got your timing in, and then just one crushes you on the head. Like, there's no set rules why that happens i think you just suck at old games sure that's probably part of it but mm-hmm. it really pissed me off like it it goes for like six barrels just completely fine and then the one time i start climbing a ladder it decides to change course and crush me for no reason like how am i supposed to freaking time
0: that just like your 2019 dreams before they even started crushed they are already crushed
1: i just i'm never gonna be good at donkey Kong.
0: that's okay We also played Street Fighter 2. We never got to Mortal Kombat. Um, We we played a few fun games. Yeah. But we didn't overstay our welcome there because, again, it was overwhelming with the number of moms and kids just running around screaming with their heads cut off. Like, it was just not the setting and environment I wanted on New Year's. So we were out of there by, like, 6, went back to our local establishment for food. Then we went home. And um, I was playing because you had to go run home and grab your computer, mm-hmm. and so then I played Donkey Kong sixty four a little bit and uh, listened to an All Gen Gamers classic episode, episode eighty two, confessions of like former addicts or something like that. I can definitely empathize with my RuneScape stuff. When for... Pete and Johnny Millennium were talking about um, how they quit Final Fantasy eleven, classic episode. I'm curious now about Final Fantasy eleven, like what it looked like. Well, Pete, if you go back to some of his old broadcasts on Twitch, um, I mean, literally earlier this year, maybe three month, three or four or five months ago, he went back because the servers are still up mm-hmm. and he was playing Final Fantasy XI for us. And it was really cool for him to kind of go through a lot of these different settings and areas and battles and different battle music would play and he would kind of recollect some of his memories and kind of talk us through his experience playing the game.
1: Yeah. Um, I could definitely do
0: that for RuneScape. Yeah. Like, oh now are the. Can you go back to the OG server and play. They're
1: all, it's a, still the same world. There's like, they upgraded the graphics in the combat system, but they're still like old school runescape. Okay. Yeah. But I, I, I could definitely point out, Banks, like I spent probably 300, 400 hours right in this spot. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. I could definitely point those out.
0: Yeah, I wish uh, we could get Toontown servers back up and going. in that game.
1: Well, there's a ripoff server. Right? There
0: is, and there was some kind of, like... There was some kind of... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Legal action? Sure. Uh, I want to say tuition. It's not tuition. It's a... Uh,
1: I have no idea... Okay.
0: Words and things. It's literally Still sipping my coffee. Woke up, like, 35 minutes ago. What's up? And to get the original servers back up. But I don't think Disney's going to get the green light to do that. Mm-mm. Because I don't think there's enough people that would play it. Too many kids are playing... Um, Fortnite. Oh, gosh. Fortnite. Yeah.
1: Fortnite and Minecraft have taken over the universe. Minecraft, understandably, Fortnite, I could not get into.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's just not my thing, I don't think. uh Neither is the whole Battle Royale craziness.
1: Mm-mm. Well, because it's like a roguelike, and that pisses me off.
0: Yeah. But, Ryan, how do we start the show every week? We didn't even finish our night, you're like halfway through. Well, I don't know if they want to know about the the latter half, man. Things got a little bit r- crazy.
1: Yeah, we got super crazy. We turned off the lights and we <laughs> went down into a dungeon.
0: Besides your porn dungeon, and okay, hold on a second. <laughs> yeah, you should. You probably shouldn't have called it that yeah. on the podcast. Now we have to explain. So <clears throat> let me take us what, back a little bit, okay? Yeah. Back in the fine. summer, Lauren and I did like a cleanse of our. Apartment. I guess so that would sound really bad. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Lauren and I did kind of a cleanse of our apartment, okay? We have two two kind of storage closets in our uh, one-bedroom apartment here. And we were kind of just going through, figuring out what we needed, what we didn't need. And one of our smaller closets is under the steps of our neighbors, okay? Think Harry Potter, under the, the steps kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I asked Lauren if I could make that a little nook because I had all of my retro consoles kind of stored away in our apartment like... Just, yeah, it didn't look nice. I said, so what if I make that closet like a little storage or like a little nook for my gaming, my retro gaming, because we had an extra TV after we got our big TV out here. Yeah. And she said, that's fine. And so in our room, we have a nice chair that was your grandfather's mm-hmm. that she's kind of made her reading nook. And so that was kind of the... the uh, Trade-off. Yeah, exactly. So... In this little closet here, I have my PS2, N64, and Wii, and all the games associated with those consoles. A little 32 inch, uh, not so much flat screen TV, but TV. TV. And a little chair that I kind of just pop down in and play my retro games. And you have a buddy, Matt. Uh-huh. We've mentioned him a few times in the podcast. Yeah. When he saw the picture, he called it my porn dungeon. <laughs> and so that's where that yep. name stems from. It's not actually There's that. no porn in there. There's nothing. There's just
1: scantily
0: things of Diddy
1: Kong. Exactly. Diddling away. There it is. Yeah. Him and Yoshi. But it's all about the stories. Really, who goes for the pictures and the cover art? It's all about
0: the articles. the articles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyways, after Give that, that, sweet peach. <laughs> so after <laughs> Actually, that,
1: that's really bad. So. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> yeah.
0: We'll just disregard that. Ryan says stuff on here that he shouldn't say. <laughs> but anyways, we uh, we played a lot of Dark Souls after that. Well, first of all, Aljin Ga- Gamers shout out—they still have all 202 episodes up. AllgenGamers.com, Listen to that stuff. Really good fun, and was probably the main uh, reason mm-hmm. I wanted to start. Are they still podcasts. doing stuff? No, they have not recorded an episode. Let's check this out. I'll go to AllGenGamers.com right now. Oops. Bumbling and stumbling over here. (coughs) Episode 202. Wow, it's been that long. February 22nd, 2017. Wow. Was their last episode, which is a shame. Two years. Yeah. Because uh, really good guys. And You know, it started out, it was just Pete Doerr. John Strady one and Johnny Millennium Johnny mm-hmm. uh, from the Happy Console Gamer Show on YouTube. And they needed a kind of an audio technician, so they got Jason Heine, the EMU review, mm-hmm. to, be, to basically be their quote-unquote audio technician or whatever. And Jason Heine, uh, full disclosure, was the guy who did the intro to this show, actually. yeah, I reached out to him, and he was happy to do so. And eventually, he became a full member of the show. After like 83, 84 episodes or something like that, Johnny left... And Metal Jesus Rocks was the new co-host.
1: Metal Jesus Rocks?
0: Yes. He's like a huge, pretty huge YouTuber. I would say subsequent to All Gen Gamers, he kind of like really became a big YouTuber. Nice. And then episode 193... What's
1: considered a big YouTuber?
0: Like 300,000 subscribers. Okay. Something like that. Um, Metal Jesus left episode 193 here, it looks like. And sexy Ben, Ben Roland. Um, joined the show a little bit previous to that. And then um, 202 they kind of just called it quits because, you know, Pete's doing Twitch. I mean, first of all, you and I have a hard enough time recording this podcast on a weekly basis. When you have like five dif- other people that live in opposite sides of the United States, some of them live in Canada, to coordinate that on a weekly basis is just beyond my comprehension. No, it's a pain. They all have their YouTube channels, they all have full time jobs. Like, yeah. it was just to do that for 202 episodes is quite a feat to begin with. Um, <laughs> I hope we just make it to 100. Yeah, 2-2 two, two would be a lot. We got this. Yeah. Keep drinking Just more drink. coffee. Yeah, exactly. More coffee. Anyways, we listened to the classic All Gamers episode, and then we went to Dark Souls.
1: Yeah, pretty much for the rest of the night.
0: Yeah, so I was playing on PS4. You actually got it on Switch last
1: night. Yeah, I got it on when I was getting my computer last night. I was like, you know what? I'm having a lot of
0: fun on my PS4. I might as well get it. So Have it portably. It. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. So we'll get into that here because, Ryan, how do we start the show every week? Games we've been playing recently. That's right. The games that we've been playing recently. What's up? You sound
1: way more enthusiastic. I haven't had enough coffee.
0: (laughs) Dude, do what you gotta do. We gotta gotta bring the show to the listeners, right? Heartburn. (laughs) So anyways, I'll kick off the games I've been playing recently. More of the same of last week. I talked about playing Donkey Kong 64 and I've continued that train. I'm about 18 hours in, I think, about... 52 percent through i think i just beat the what was it the The, gorilla thing no the one with the fireballs i did not beat him because every single time so this is the let me grab the book you started to sink in lava yeah and i I do exactly what the guy tells me i watched a youtube video i'm doing exactly what i need to do i turn into like hunky chunky is what they call it you know he gets super large and I'm just wailing on this guy. Yeah, but he doesn't fall off the edge, so I don't know what I need to do. But what does this guy? Well, name? you have to go to the other Donkey
1: Kong guy. I don't know, like who sells shoots peanuts and then get some brass knuckles that he found in the black market that have nuts on
0: the end. That's what <laughs> I smash nuts into his face. Is that what they're calling it these days? Yeah, they are. Uh, See, so, so it's it's Fungi Forest, right? And uh, what's this guy's name? Dogadon. That's his name. This dragonfly... Oh, is it dragonfly? Loves to pick on little Kongs. It's time to turn the tables on this big bully. He'll put you on the defensive at first by spitting fireballs at you, and you'll have to stay on the move and avoid damage. Give him a taste of TNT, then introduce him to Hunky Chunky, a fighter in the same weight class. And that's what I did, but then the lava, like, raises up so much that Chunky just drowns in lava. Mm -hmm. So if anyone out there knows how to beat this guy... Shoot me a message. But did I'm you having... watch it on YouTube? I did, yeah. And he was doing exactly what I was doing.
1: Hmm.
0: I don't get it. That's weird. But so. anyways, really enjoying my time with Donkey Kong 64. I have 105 gold bananas, which isn't all of them in all of the worlds thus far. But I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job mm-hmm. getting as many collectibles as I can before the world, that the little hub world that I'm in gets a little tired tiresome mm-hmm. and then i'll move on to the next yeah but uh really enjoying my time with it the collectathons. oh man I, I miss them and i'll tell you what so i'm actually going up to visit travis yeah and, and his wife mom well, gone while you're in, in japan and uh he, I eventually
1: meet him it's cool
0: yeah exactly dude you gotta start talking yeah. on your mic and stretch do what you gotta so do, I, do but like I,
1: that was like a grumble I will eventually meet
0: Travis is what I said. Yeah.
1: Like Midian.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, but he said he was going to let me borrow Banjo-Tooie, the sequel to Banjo-Kazooie on the N64. I'm probably going to order a copy before I even go see Travis, in okay. all honesty. Yeah. But I am going to let him borrow a couple PS4 games. Nice. Yeah, so all the Uncharted's and maybe a few of those surprises that he doesn't know about yet. But anyways. That he might know about now. <laughs> he didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so I have such a large catalog of games on the N64 that I would love to get back to now that I'm in this like crazy N64 kick yeah. so between Dark Souls and before Kingdom Hearts dude Kingdom Hearts I, like I know it. well I'm, I'm missing the release yeah I'm just gonna be uh, seeing it in Japan I have so many platformers on my N64 that I've bought over the past two years or so that I haven't even played yet mm-hmm. so looking forward to that the other game that you and I have both been playing and very much enjoying—yes, none other than From Software's Dark Souls One. I mentioned last episode that I was going to go to Best Buy and get the trilogy on PS4. Fortunately, I got the last copy they had. Yeah. And another public service announcement to anyone that enjoys or thinks they'd enjoy the Dark Souls games: pick up the Dark Souls trilogy on either Xbox One. <laughs> no one has an Xbox One. <laughs> Give me. <a> break. <laughs> I, was, I was like, really? That's what you're marketing? Give me a break. If any of you have a PS4 out there, pick up the Dark Souls Trilogy. If you don't make shitty decisions. Yeah, exactly. We you have a PS4. Uh, grab that collection while it's still available. I really think this is going to be a repeat of the Metroid Prime Trilogy on the Wii, where you couldn't find it anywhere. And let's check. Let's just do a little eBay check here. Always fun going to the Ebays, right, Ryan? Yeah, it is. Metroid Prime Trilogy. Let's see how this is going for in the Wii. Oh, it's not that bad. Oh, wow. See, now it's come down. Oh, unless you want to get it VGA graded, 800 bucks. Wow. But no, so now it's going for... Well, you can
1: get, like, an original Pikachu, Game Boy, or yellow version for, like, 500
0: VGA graded? Yeah. That sounds terrible. No, this is, I guess it's going for, like, anywhere from, like, 50 to 60 which is actually what it retailed for, so that's actually that's a good, good price. But back in the heyday, it was going for well over 100 bucks, because Thanks. I guess it was less of supply and more just demand, economics and stuff. Yeah, probably. But I really do think this is going to be a limited run because it wasn't very heavily marketed by anyone. It was kind of just like this quick little blurb on video game sites. Like, hey, Dark Souls Trilogy, coming to North America. And then we didn't hear much else about it. It kind of just showed up in the stores. So... Again, Dark Souls fan, pick it up. Ryan and I are having a really good time playing Dark Souls. Like I've mentioned in previous episodes, I played it in college on the 360, got to the Gaping Dragon, and called it quits because I was just really frustrated. Yeah. And I it's
1: understandably so.
0: Like we, When I came
1: over yesterday, you had a hatchet. Mm-hmm. And like hatchet versus Gaping Dragon probably wouldn't have been fun.
0: No, it was really tough. Yeah, But... This return visit to the world, I'm having a lot of fun. You and I are very much, we enjoy that grind. You find yeah. a run uh, in a particular area. Or just
1: people commit suicide for you.
0: <laughs> what? Just jump off a cliff. Oh, wait, what are you talking about right now?
1: You're the grind.
0: Oh, the grind.
1: Dude, you literally for like an hour had people jumping
0: off your shield, falling off a cliff and getting oh, you XP. okay. What well, the
1: hell are you talking about? Well, you were
0: there. <laughs> I was, but like that was at 2 o'clock in the morning, and then you just started like... I was talking about going on a run, and then you just said oh, the, suicide. And I was just, "What are yeah, you talking about?" The bird box
1: of Dark Souls context, is how you describe it. Context,
0: Ryan. Context. It's very important for just the discussion. grind is where I went with that one. I gotta hydrate. Anyways, yes, very much enjoying. You know, going finding this run in a particular area, grinding out those souls, and then leveling up. Really fun. And then you find out. Then you run into a boss area, and then you just wreck them. Yeah. But even still, you know, there's... I've I've asked you multiple times, you know, kind of, like, where I should go after certain areas. But there were some times where I kind of just ventured into the darkroot garden. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm walking down this path, and then, like, Treebeard's son just comes up from behind me and just whips me. Like little groots. Yeah, knocks me off the edge, and I just die. A lot of that surprise is still there (laughs) for me because... The furthest I got was the Gaping Dragon, so clearly there's still a lot to be seen in this game. Yeah. So really enjoying it. And last night, why don't you take the reins here? What what did we do last night? So last night, we got,
1: I killed a black knight for you, and we got like this super great sword, and then it was way too heavy for having fun. So I killed another one, and we got like another great sword, but the lighter version, kind of the swing speed of like a moonlight great sword. And then you got 20,000 souls, and we unlocked the Artorias Crest area, and then we just ground out some
0: levels. Yeah, so when you go into this next area, once you unlock this kind of illusion mirror door, whatever it is, in the Darkroot Garden. Yeah, the hidden bonfire. Yeah, well, there's that too. But anyway, so you go into this large foresty area, and there's just like five or six of these dudes that are like really, really tough to beat Mm -hmm. on your own. But somehow, some person that's played Dark Souls for probably 7,000 hours figured this out, that you lure all, all you lure all them back to the beginning area. Like the staircase. And you stand in front of the staircase just before the cliff, you know, right there. Yeah. And these guys, instead of running towards you on like the little cliff area, they'll go up the stairs and then try and jump off and hit you from above. But instead, they just jump off the cliff. And if someone jumps off a cliff and dies, you still get those souls,
1: yeah, it's really nice,
0: and so you do that run, and it's like ten thousand souls each time, mm-hmm. ten to twelve thousand and so Ryan and I just did that for like a twenty to thirty minutes, leveled up my dexterity and my strength enough that I could wield this uh great well, sword like super i was like super great sword, kind yeah, of and we got that from that black knight on the top of the tower.
1: Yeah, so the tower one is, like, the super heavy one, and then there's one, like, right after the, like, if you go down a staircase before
0: that Taurus demon, Mm -hmm. yeah. Another really cool thing about these games is that I would say the vast majority of the time when you come into a new area, you have very much the same enemy, right, just scattered all over the place. And if you keep killing these same people, go back to the bonfire, and they'll respawn, you kill these people over and over again. Eventually, they'll drop their armor. yeah. And you can wear their armor sets, which is really pretty cool because you come into in contact with some enemies where it's like, oh, wow, his armor set looks pretty sweet, or his sword or his, his shield looks really <coughs> awesome. And they'll eventually, once you kill them enough, drop those weapon sets, yeah. which is, I think, so awesome.
1: Yeah, so now you're rocking, what, Thief
0: Hood, Thief Chest, and, like, with that grassy armor, mm-hmm. whatever it's called. I think the only difference for me playing Dark Souls and Bloodborne is that I paid far more attention to the world in Bloodborne than I am in Dark Souls. Because I felt like it was just... I mean, clearly it was an an entire generation ahead as far as what they were able to put out for that game. Trust me,
1: with Dark Souls 3, I mean, after you play through Dark Souls 1, and then Kingdom Hearts, and then Sekiro, and then when you get to Dark Souls 3, you're definitely going to pay attention to the world because it's stunning.
0: Yeah, and that's, I guess, the only thing I miss... I'm still really enjoying the oftentimes really ridiculous and gross bosses that I'm fighting like the spider lady last night. Yeah. But yeah, I mean Bloodborne I think is still it makes sense clearly, but far superior.
1: Yeah. And I I've been go like the, I think the replayability of Dark Souls 3 is actually higher than Bloodborne because of the number of weapons and the number of play styles and all of that. You said Dark Souls 3 is more replayable. replayable. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Dark Souls you have like a million different weapons, a million different like ways to customize those weapons. That's true, yeah. Um, Bloodborne you have maybe 20 with two different 20 weapons or so with two different types.
0: Mm-hmm. Like you press like it, L2 and you like yeah. extend your mace or whatever the heck, yeah.
1: Or you like electrify a mace or you scythe to a scimitar, like that kind of stuff. But Dark Souls, you you can further customize those weapons. So.
0: Now, someone that's never played a From Software game, I should say Soulsborne, because From Software has done other games. What would you suggest people begin with? Um, it depends. If they're going to play Bloodborne other, or Dark Souls, other games in the series, you think they start with? I would almost suggest they start with Dark Souls because it only Dark goes Souls up from one. There. Yeah,
1: and then as far as continuity goes of the storyline, Dark Souls Two doesn't really have much to do with it. It's kind of its own thing, from what I understand of the plot. So Dark Souls 1 to Dark Souls 3, and then Bloodborne's its own thing. Okay. But I would not... I played Bloodborne first. I would say start with the original. Um, you get nostalgia going from Dark Souls 1 to Dark Souls 3. Um, so probably 1 to 3, or 1 to Bloodborne to 3.
0: Yeah, because I feel like Bloodborne in, in 3... Or on its own level. That and visually, it's it's very similar, you know? (laughs) Because they were made for the current generation game, consoles. Definitely play the
1: first Dark Souls first, because there's places that you will see later on, and it's just crazy. Like, the nostalgia. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so then you fought the Gaping Dragon again.
0: I did, with this new sword, and... (coughs) He, he beat me the first time because he does that attack where he flot, hovers a little bit and then just stomps on you. Mm-hmm. Killed me. And I was out for revenge after that. Yeah. Because he killed me when I was in college and then he killed me as a married man. And I don't take that well. <laughs> so then I went yep. back to him and I uh, was a little bit more strategic in my roles. Yeah. And I killed him. And I got his tail. Yeah, he did. And that yeah. means... So basically some of the enemies in the game have really long extensive tails and if you hit it enough they will drop a weapon. Yeah. So.
1: So for like most of them, like even, so there's, I guess the plot, the, like when you start out, the first thing you're told is ring two bells. And then as far as it goes, like in within the first, like cutscene of the game, there's Lord Souls and you have to kill the Lords. And like even the Lords of Cinder, you can cut off their tails. Like that's how you get the Moonlight Greatsword is you cut off This, like, dragon's
0: tail. And it's pretty cool. Nice. I'm looking forward to getting that weapon. Yeah. Now, Ryan, I have a question for you. Yeah, what's up? For those listeners that may not pay attention to stories, asking for a friend here. Yeah. What's the story of Dark Souls?
1: So, originally there was darkness with just eternal dragons. And then there was um, fire. Like, fire was found. And out of the fire became, like, there was life. um, And... In that fire, there were Lord Souls, and they were given to Nido, which was the first one of death, Gwyn, who is the Lord of Sunlight, who the uh, Solaire worships. Oh, okay, very cool. Yeah, so he is the one who was throwing lightning in the original cutscene at dragons. Um, There was Seath, the Scaleless, who um, was like, betrayed the dragons, and he's like the... Gwyn's only friend, because Gwyn hates dragons, Hmm. um, and that's why Gwyn's first son actually, like, switched and, like, teamed up with the dragons, and he's known as the unnamed king, or the unnamed, yeah, the unnamed king, because he's completely banished from, like, the history books, he doesn't even have a name anymore. Interesting. (laughs) Then there's, like, the four lords, and then there's, like, the abyss, um, the bed of chaos, I think it is, but basically there was like these chicks who had a Lord Soul, and then they became chaos. Um, so over time, the fire faded, and Gwyn gave his soul to these people, and he went and sacrificed himself to link the f- like the first flame, to extend the life of the flame for like a thousand years. Interesting. And like the first Dark Souls is that story, and then the <coughs> third Dark Souls is basically history follows patterns and it's that same loop. The f- The sword is fading and just like that kind of cyclical loop, loop um, empires and things fall. So like you see new empires rise up in the third one that weren't in the first one and the fire's fading and your goal again as a hollowed. Oh. Basically um an undead person who like over time being undead you slowly lose your humanity is essentially how it is yeah um that's in the first one and then it's like being linked or embered in the third one but again the fire's fading in the third one and the lords of cinder the previous lords of cinder are risen up to kind of come and fulfill their like Basically, obligation as a Lord of Cinder to link the flame and sacrifice themselves.
0: Okay, that makes sense yeah. then, because it's called the Fire Fades. The fire, yeah, the Fire Fades edition. Yeah, is Dark Souls three.
1: So it's 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 a really interesting concept. Um, it's it's a lot of fun,
0: and it's also really interesting too because the story is so subtly told in these games. <coughs> you know, you're not getting there's no Metal Gear Solid, Kojima levels of storytelling here. It's
1: exposition for days. Like no one does that. It's. It's learned through the original cutscene, which explains some of the plot in the first one, but as far as, like... I think I was
0: making coffee when that was happening.
1: Probably. It's actually really cool. I really like that cutscene. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dark Souls 3 is more convoluted with its original cutscene, but...
0: I loved Bloodborne's kind of exposition with, it,
1: with the story in that game. Where you're sitting in a chair, you're like, hey, you want to sign a contract, and then like a fiery demon thing comes out and bursts into flames.
0: Exactly. Pretty much. <laughs> now, good stuff. I'm yeah. really looking forward to continuing to play Dark Souls and Donkey Kong 64. I'll probably do that until, uh, you know, Kingdom Hearts. We'll see. I think Donkey Kong 64, of course, we go back to work tomorrow, which... Yeah, I'm s- excited about. Me too. <laughs> and I'll probably beat Donkey Kong 64 before Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. I should have that finished in the next week or two. And Dark Souls, probably not. Yeah. Because, again, I like taking my time with that type of a game. Yeah. So, Did you play anything else this week?
1: No, I just did Dark Souls, so I rung both the bells. Um, I got through an area that's, like, I've made two characters, and the first one I gave up after that point. So I made the second one, got a Black Knight weapon, which, to make the game a little bit easier, you want a uh, Black Knight weapon. Um, and then beat that boss, and I made it to um, An Orlando which is a very iconic Dark Souls place, and fought the iconic boss there, defeated that guy, and kind of opened up the world to teleporting. Nice. Like jumping from bonfire to bonfire, which is very handy. I can imagine. So, um, very iconic boss there. I don't want to spoil anything, but it's a fun fight, even difficult with Black Knight weapons. So. Sounds like something I also suck. No, you're For, pretty- like, the first couple tries so
0: yeah well i got
1: you get greedy because you're like oh this weapon's super powerful i can go in for another attack and yeah i got greedy was one hit away from winning and just got destroyed with one hit so annihilated it's always better to play it safe in dark souls it really is just go in hit once or twice bail Mm -hmm. rinse and repeat and then hug the ass is another one that i've learned Dark Souls. Dark Souls, eh, <laughs> Life, and Bloodborne. There it is, yep. Because, I mean, you're constantly spinning around, like, Quelag was constantly, like, with her spinny sword, mm. just rolling into her, trying to get behind her. Yeah,
0: so. Nice.
1: If you haven't learned anything today, hug the ass. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's the motto for <laughs> 2019, friends. You heard it here first, Otake Brothers. But I think that's enough about the games that we've been playing recently, Ryan. Anything else on your end?
1: Nope, that's it. Just Dark Souls on both Switch and PS4.
0: Good stuff. Ryan, how can folks <coughs> write into the show? Um through the email, through Instagram, through Twitter, and through Discord. That's right. So, links to all of that in the show notes. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter lewis 2011 You can write into the show at, at gmail.com And we have a Discord. Again, the link in the show notes. I put out a Instagram poll last night for questions, and uh, the listeners came in real strong, especially Travis, executive producer of the show. Four questions from him alone. Wow. Ryan, let me pull these up real quick for us. And um, eight eight of these questions here. So one of the questions comes from Travis. He says, any New Year's resolutions? And uh, chronolink 91 Alec, writes the same thing.
1: Um, I think it's... Get back in shape, which I guess is literally everyone's new year resolution. Yeah. Um, probably to get a dog, which I don't know if that's like a self improvement resolution. No, it absolutely is. I want a dog and, um, just to learn new things, probably pick up a new hobby. What that is, I'm not sure yet, but painting. You should go back to painting. I should. Yeah. Um, I want to get work under control. Yeah. I have. Someone that I have to train in January and then someone new in June that I have to train. So getting everything kind of stable is kind of where I want to, the next six months and then moving into the later half of the year would be, once that's solidified, potentially having a dog. Nice. Good stuff. Learning my stuff. I want to learn more about how metals work and like, I don't know, different arc
0: reactions that you have to do. Is that dampening? Is, is that a result of the job that you currently? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, most people wouldn't just want to learn about metal. Yeah, I might. I might consult a doctor if that was the case.
1: <laughs> well, I'm trying to build Wolverine clouds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, like how I get a titanium skeleton or an adamantium skeleton is kind of my first step into those waters. Makes sense.
0: I can get it. Uh, yeah, I can roll with that. Yeah. So, Lauren and I went to Panera the other day and kind of. What's why? What's so funny? <laughs> Mine's it's
1: like winging it, and you're like, here's a booklet after Panera. <laughs> well, you
0: know, when you're married, you kind of sit down, you you dream together, right? That's important. And so, Lorna sure. and I um, had some s- just very practical, nothing extravagant goals, right? So, mm-hmm. um, I want to become fluent in Mandarin Chinese. I want to um, start rallying for a president in 2020. Wow. Um, you
1: don't even meet the age requirements. <laughs> cool. Let's yeah.
0: get that changed first. Listen, I break the fourth wall, okay? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Literally let's...
1: all walls and the walls of our democracy. <laughs> exactly.
0: No, so in all seriousness here, so I'm writing a book, which has not been going well in 2018. So, yeah, because Dark Souls. Yeah. And, and so Dark in 2019, I want to finish outlining the book, right? I want to have chapter names, the <coughs> content, all of that kind of stuff um, laid out and... Begin that process. Mm-hmm. I want to read three books last year. I wanted to read ten, <laughs> yeah, and I didn't read a Zero. single single book. Mm. Uh, keep the podcast going all year. I think this is a project that I'm super proud of. I think you know whether or not people continue to listen uh, or we the listener base grows. I think or we talk to air. Yeah, you and I still have a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, and I think as long as that's still a thing, then we're going to continue creating content for the show and. With that said, you know, we had Pete Doran on for episode nine. Of course, Lauren's <laughs> been on for a few episodes. You yeah, know, kicked her off for one of them. Yep, that's right. I want to have more people come on the show. You know, we're visiting Travis um, here in a few weeks, or I am with Lauren. We might actually do a couples podcast. Just a fun little one-off episode with the four of us. Yeah, go ahead. Um, but I'd like to have...
1: <laughs> I won't be there.
0: <laughs> I'd like to have I'm Travis... booted. <laughs> Yeah, Travis? Yes, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I want to have Travis on for our Lord of the Rings special episode mm-hmm. and our N64 episode because he's a very big fan of both of those things. and yeah. I think he'd have, he'd have a lot to add to the show. And um, Grant Kirkhope, the composer to Banjo-Kazooie, Perfect Dark, and many other great things. Mm-hmm. I want to have him on the show. Just a quick 30-minute interview with him. Um, I've yet to mail my records to him, but he ha- gave me his P.O. Box, and I'm going to shift those out eventually. And in that little thing, I'm gonna include like a little note, just saying, of course, gush about with how some nudes, yeah, gush about how in love with him I am, and then my just, donkey's kong. <laughs> you good? Yeah, I'm good. You got your little Ryan joke I'm in there. Drink some coffee. Yeah, um, <laughs> I want to include a little note, just asking and requesting that he uh, be in the podcast if he if he's so willing. Um, but I want to have other people like in the YouTube gaming community or the community that once was on the show, because I know there's a few people out there that do listen to this show. Alec Chrono Link, um, Zach ZRPG, if he's out there, um, Fem Trooper, if I can get Happy Console Gamer, Johnny Millenio on the show, that'd just be amazing. Love to have Pete Doerr back on the show. He's always welcome. Yeah. Just because it's important, I think, to not only hear our sultry voices, but there's other people out there that have opinions about games and things and thongs. Yeah. Right? All those things and thongs. Things and thongs. That's what we got to do. My other thing is just going to get plugged in with um, our church, a life group, just good community, I think is always a good thing. Surrounding yourself with people that um, are better than you.
1: Yeah. You are a combination of your five closest friends. Yeah. So a summation.
0: Show me your friends. I'll show you your future. Is that what they say? Yeah. No.
1: I've never heard that. Yeah. Show me I'm sure they do.
0: Yeah. Um, I think it's pretty accurate.
1: Yeah. Um, no, I, I definitely agree. I, I tried to find people who are smarter than me. Because if you're not challenged, what's the fun of life?
0: Well, I think a lot of people settle because they're comfortable with where they are at, and they don't want to hang out with people that call them out when they're maybe not making the, most, the wisest of decisions. Yeah. And I think that was really special and important in college to kind of surround yourself with good people. Because granted, we were in a, in a business fraternity, and a lot of them chose to do things that maybe we wouldn't have done. But at the same time, you know, we were challenged. We were challenged. Professionally, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no. I think it's really important to kind of surround yourself with with good people.
1: What's that other saying? It was life is just hopping from plan B to plan B. Because plan A is
0: never going to go. Hmm. Yeah, it's probably pretty accurate. Yeah. Um, being able to adapt. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Well, oh, my other one was just go to concerts. Because Lauren and I like to be spontaneous. Um, earlier this year... We saw the Google Dolls. We traveled to Indianapolis. Had a heck of a time. Really fun, modern city that I never would have thought would have, we would have had as much fun as we did. Yeah. We just went there early, got to explore the, the city in the day, went to the concert at night, and then, um, yeah, just had a really, really fun time. So um, I think spontaneity, going to concerts, that's always good stuff. Yeah. So I think there's a follow-up question to this that's uh, by Travis as well. He said, let's get deep. And Ryan, we could be as honest as we want here with this. Something you want to leave behind in 2018. This podcast. You
1: know
0: i just like, "Oh, Like, you're, one of your first things is like,
1: continue the podcast for a year.
0: I wasn't going to say it, but Ryan took it. He, no. He, uh, Gosh, that one.
1: Do
0: you have anything that comes to mind quickly? I think for me, the CPA exam. Oh, yeah. You know, I passed that in March. I think... <laughs> One of the other questions here that Sean is going to ask: um, What our fondest memory of two thousand eighteen was, personal or otherwise? Um, and we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, leaving behind studying for exams, my previous job where I was working like fourteen hours a day, coming home, studying, staying up till two o'clock in the morning, getting up at six, yeah, back to work. You know, I mean, I just think that type of lifestyle was not conducive to what <laughs> I want in life, clearly, and. So that's a big one. Uh, What else do I want to leave behind in 2018? Probably drinking.
1: Like, more or less, besides Japan trip, where I have to, to karaoke. Yeah. For the most part, that would be one, because that's kind of coincides or is correlated with getting back in shape. Yeah. So that one's almost required, Um, out of necessity. um, I would say, at my job, I work two desks because someone left. So getting away from that um, and uh, at this point I'm getting out of the like new to a job kind of situation. Yeah. So it's kind of I mean already in like a PL role but like gaining more responsibility. Yeah. I think
0: getting out of that like not a noob buyer kind of thing. But I think I'd also challenge you that your job is not your life. Because I know you can get into that mindset with the job that you're currently in. Yeah. That's why I want a dog.
1: Yeah. yeah, Good stuff. My dog will be my life.
0: Um, what else do we want to leave behind in 2018? I think that's about it for me. My heroin addiction. Well, yeah. We've talked about that. Um, <laughs> the next thing here... It's a really serious thing. Don't don't yeah. get addicted to heroin, that's, you guys. Yeah, seriously. Um, if you take one thing away from this podcast, it's not hug the ass. It's don't do heroin. Um, let's get deep. So we did that one. New Year's resolutions, most anticipated event of 2019, game, music, movie, experience, Kingdom Hearts 3 is the only answer. correct answer there, Travis. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm actually really excited for Kingdom Hearts 3. And I this episode is
1: games of 2019, and not to like delve into that, but after playing through the first two with you, like alongside, like literally beating one back to back weeks. Oh, yeah. This one is going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Hopefully
0: you don't beat it by the time I get back from Japan. Don't hold your breath there. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because it's coming out, I think, it's like, on a Tuesday. It's a really weird release. Yeah. And um, I guess it's not really weird. I guess most games come out on Tuesdays, but I'm used to Nintendo releases, which, like, on Fridays. What uh, date does it come out? The 29th of January. Yeah, so Ryan and I, the main topic of the show, for those oh. of you that haven't figured out, are going to talk about our most anticipated games of 2019. You only have like four days with it, but then I'll be sleep deprived. And so we'll get to that here shortly. But 2019 is going to be a great year for film. You know, you of course have your Captain Marvel's Infinity War. What is it? of Revenge or Endgame or whatever? Endgame. Avengers Endgame, the new Spider-Man. So Marvel always has great releases. Potentially Star Wars. Yeah, that's really up in the air. I mean, Ryan and I will probably, once the trailer comes out, have a nice, a nice little speculation uh, episode of mm-hmm. what's going to happen. Yeah. But 2019 is going to be the year for horror films. You've got It Chapter 2. I'm the, really excited for that. The Pet Cemetery movie, which is essentially a remaking of the, the original, based mm-hmm. on Stephen King's book, of course. Us, which is Jordan Peele's new that movie. That looked terrifying. We just watched the trailer before recording the episode. Cannot wait for that. A lot of other really good horror movies next year. Um, those are the ones that come to mind immediately. But, uh, but yeah, I'm a huge horror fan. Um, love those movies. E- have ever since Pet Cemetery. Watching that when I was six years old, so it'll be nice revisiting that one here in, uh, early next year. Yeah, that'll be good. Other things that I'm anticipating. Well, we're going on a trip to Alaska. Yeah, I'm really excited about that one. an Alaskan cruise. That should be good fun. Yeah. Lots of good food. Mmm... Yeah, I'm sad we can't mush because it's way too expensive. It is, yeah. Um, But yeah, no, it, it'll it be a lot of fun. I'm excited. And then my dad turned 60 this year, mm-hmm. and he recently booked a trip to St. John. So my sister, Lauren, and myself are going to go down there for his 60th birthday and just party it up on an island for a week. Yeah. So that would be a lot of fun. Cannot wait for that. I'm um, trying to think if we have any other trips planned or vacations or anything like that. I don't think we do,
1: Mm-mm.
0: but, um, but no, I mean, I'm looking forward to 2019, should be a really good, fun year, and, interest
1: um, rates are going up, makes investing better, government shutdown, yeah, CDs will have
0: better rates, good times ahead, friends, <laughs> yeah, good times that's ahead, that's actually
1: exactly what I'm thinking about,
0: um, what else is going on in 2019, or these questions here, um, okay, so, Sean writes in, okay, it's actually the same question here. What was your fondest memory from 2018, personal or otherwise? I'm not going to say that one. Um, I'm curious.
1: Not on this podcast. Okay. Um, probably going to Chicago. Chicago was a lot of fun.
0: Oh, yeah, with Matt. Yeah.
1: Um, I had a lot of fun
0: there. You keep thinking. For me, it was definitely passing the CPA exam. Um, That was just a really crowning achievement in my life because I've never been like I think I'm like relatively smart. I guess you know I I can communicate well, but as far as being able being a good test taker has never been my strong suit. Got a 24 in the ACT. Took it three times. SAT. I don't remember my score, but I wasn't shattering any kind of record. Mm -hmm. And then even in high school. Well, it all stems back to sixth grade history class, right? Took this exam or this, this, uh, what do they call it? Test and, uh, thought I studied for it and I got an F and my mom had to sign a paper for me, basically recognizing that her son failed this test. Yeah. And that shame you into life basically. And that kind of really shaped me. And I mean, again, I'm 25 now and I remember that distinctly, um, that uh, I, I needed I knew at that point I needed to better like study a lot yeah. for me to be able to perform well in school. And so from then on, I a lot of my friends gave me a hard time because I studied like a, a crazy person and it very much was unhealthy. It was very much an obsession. But then into college kind of the same way, like some people showed up to exams and they just got A's. That wasn't me. Some people could study for like an hour or two and still get A's. I was the person that studied for like twenty five hours for like a a twenty question quiz, yeah, uh, because that's just who I was. And so when I took on the CPA exam, I never thought I could do it, and it was very much just kind of proving myself wrong. Um, and so for the CPA exam, for those who don't know, Certified Public Accounting, um, it's four parts. There's four different exams that you have to, to study for, and each exam is like four hours long. Yeah, and you go into this testing center, and it's very much like they do like a finger test, and they. Check you for weapons and all kinds of craziness. It's really pretty strict exam, and so you need a seventy five to pass. And again, this these are exams that you study for like two months in mm-hmm. my case for yeah. before you take them. And I got a seventy six on three of them, and a seventy nine on the other one. Yeah, and I was very much in a scenario where these exams. Only last for like 18 months, the score. So you have to pass all four within eighteen months, otherwise an exam will lapse, meaning you'll have to take it again. Yeah. And so <laughs> I was in a scenario where And they're just changing all the exams to make them harder. Harder, and then you know, of course they have to adapt them for changing because rules always change in accounting. Yeah. Tax laws are constantly changing.
1: It's got completely jumbled.
0: Yeah, and so clearly they have to change the material and then obviously you have to adapt your study plan. And so I was in a scenario where my the exam I passed first was going to lapse on like March 20th or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or actually it was March 31st. It was the end of the month. And I took my exam like the 3rd of March, my last exam, hoping, praying that I was going to pass that one. Otherwise it would lapsed. So I found out like on my birthday whether or not I passed. And so I'm like signing into the portal that night Lauren sitting there on the couch and I'm on the floor, open up my computer, type in my credentials or whatever. We
1: sent her to the other room.
0: Sign in. Yeah, so I sign in and it like, I forgot my password. So then it was like this long drawn out process of trying to figure out my password. I'm on just Twitter. Anxiety. I'm on Twitter figuring out like all these people are figuring out whether or not they pass. And yeah, I told Lauren, I'm like, Lauren, go in the other room. I was like, I can't, I can't have you here when I look at the score. And she went to the other room and I just like, screamed at the top of my lungs just, which is could not either be good or bad yeah and so she like rushed in and i was like i passed i was like get in the car we're going to taco bell and i got like a crunch wrap supreme and i like cracked open a beer and just that was my celebratory dinner. oh i'm sure that was great yeah it was like the best beer and taco bell wow. i'll ever have um but yeah so that's what the heck was the question fondest personal fondest, memories? yeah so that was the biggest one um the next one was probably the trip to colorado Because Lauren and I, when we got married in August of last year, well, now I have to say two years ago, which is really weird, in 2017, we went to Disney, but it was over Labor Day weekend because we didn't know when she started her job whether or not she was going to have time off. Yeah. Um, Turns out she did, but um, hindsight's 2020, right? Yeah. And uh, we went to Disney for like three days. And granted, we had a really fun time, but it wasn't much of a honeymoon. Um, And so this past year, we went to Colorado for a week, and that was really kind of our honeymoon. Yeah. And so we just met a lot of fun locals at some local different places. Um, went hiking. <coughs> uh, what else did we do in Colorado?
1: Made friends with all the bartenders.
0: Yeah, the people out there are so kind. They really are. Um, they'll comp all your drinks, like just if you're having a good time with them. Like really wild. Um, went biking and stuff like that. So went to a lot of different local cities. And uh, yeah, just had fun exploring. Colorado's a beautiful state. Yeah. So. Yeah, it looked like a lot of fun. <laughs> but uh, I think that's probably my fondest memory. Meeting, starting the podcast with you, Ryan.
1: <laughs> yeah. After my first comment, like, we should end the co- <laughs> podcast. Yeah,
0: exactly. No, this has been fun. Yeah. Um, what else do we got here, Ryan? Um, okay, ChronoLink9 also says, this could be a more fleshed out question or discussion. But your favorite board game? Hmm. not know if it's necessarily
1: board game. Card games. I, I kind of do. It's either like a, a digital game or a, a game, like a board game, uh, card game. Yeah. I think it's either the meme game. Yeah, what do you meme? What do you meme? Or Cards Against Humanity. Um, I, I, I think it's probably what do you meme. Those are great games. So it, it's... Conceptually, it's a picture, and then you have cards, and then you put those cards down to explain those pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're essentially all memes. Like, I don't want to explain what a meme is. Yeah, Just if you don't know what yeah. it is, I mean, welcome to tw- it. welcome to 2019. First. That was like three years ago. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's a lot of fun. It's, I mean, with a group of people, I think it's probably ideal around four or five. Anything bigger gets too chaotic and anything below that just is not good enough so yeah i think you know that one's probably my favorite great game we just also i got uh the bloodborne card game
0: yeah so we're gonna have to get some other people to play that with us yeah um for me i mean if we're just going back to our roots like i love playing the game like i say the game of life i don't mean (laughs) figuratively yeah no but like literally the the board game life is fun love it uh payday is always a good time what else? What do you mean? Cards Against humanity is good stuff. A game. So you got see. before uh, before the holiday break for work, we uh, went out to lunch, and then we went to this this like board game place where they have like four hundred board games aligning the walls that you can play with. And so what they ended up what they do is they kind of set up based on the number of people in your party, they set up like three stations of board games or three different board games. And you kind of just cycle through each. You play each game for like 45 minutes or whatever. The game that I remember most fondly is a game called Concept. Okay. And I won't really go into details because it's so hard to explain without... Conceptually? Seeing, yeah, seeing it <laughs> visually there. Um, but basically, you have... It's it's kind of like charades with pictures. You can't speak, but you, you have a word. Could be fish. Mm-hmm. And then you have all these different pictures and you place these little buttons on the different pictures to kind of help call out and identify and lead people to what your word is. So if there's a picture of water, you might put a thing on water. You uh-huh. might put a little button on animal. So you animal in water. You yeah. Know, or thing in water. You know, so you fish, whatever, shark. And so you kind of like lead people. It's, it's charades is what it is, just with like pictures. Yeah. So. That's, that sounds like a lot of It's fun. a really neat game. Yeah, it really is. And then you have, you basically draw a card from the deck. And there's three tiers of clues. So the first three could be like super easy, like fish, pizza, or whatever. But then at the very end, it might even be a phrase, like something with the cherry... like What is that, the cherry on top thing? Like, Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It could be like like a catchphrase. Okay. And then you have to try and explain that, and it's much more challenging. And it's just one of those games where... You start playing, and then everyone's like just like shouting complete and utter garbage. Nonsense. That it's nothing close to what you're trying yeah. to explain. So it makes for a fun time. Pterodactyl, it's a fish, man. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Megalodon. Yeah, yeah close.
0: Uh. Yeah, that's basically how it goes. It's really good time. So I actually have it on my Amazon wish list because it's just a, a fun party game. Yeah. So that's good question. Thanks for that one, Sean. Oh no, that was Alex. Sorry, getting all these people mixed up here. Resolutions, we got that. Let's get deep. Did that. Most overrated game and movie of 2018. Hmm. What's that? God, uh, God, God of War. What a snooze yeah. fest.
1: I heard that one sucked.
0: Uh, probably Fortnite is the most yeah. overrated. Forever. Yeah. Forever overrated
1: game. That's just... I don't find that to be fun, so I think it's overrated. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go with Fortnite. I... It looks like it'd be fun. It's just I could never get into it. Um, plus all those dancing. Like the dances are entertaining, but now just it's a
0: bunch of 12-year-olds doing those dances every like random places. And Oh, like, you're going to like this. So I looked up most over video games of 2018. Number one. Fortnite. Fortnite. Yeah. Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Smash Brothers Ultimate. Come on now. Fortnite Mobile. <laughs> Some of these, I don't know how I feel about these. Fallout 76, come on now. That one's def. that was going to be my second. Um, uh, PUBG. Well,
1: that one's just freaking controversies for days. Um what was the other question?
0: Uh, overrated movie. So Movies. I think what I'm going to say here is a movie that was actually in my top 10 list, but it has like a 96 on Rotten Tomatoes, and I don't really think it's, as good as critics were making it out to be. I think that's often the case. Critics crap on the good movies and then just praise the movies that are just artsy, fartsy garbage. Yeah. Okay. What is it? Hereditary. Really creepy, disturbing movie. And granted, I'll be the first to say it was disturbing and I was creeped the heck out. Yeah. But I didn't think that, like, it wasn't like 96 movie of the year worthy as <coughs> people were making it out to be. So. Yeah. I would say uh, Bird Box. Yeah, it's overrated. Um,
1: it seemed very predictable. Like I love the concept, and like it, it's very much the um, the happenings and that kind of stuff. It's really cool, but I think it could have been fleshed out more. That's fair. Um, like it, I don't want to spoil it because it's that new. Keep in mind too, it's like a Netflix movie. You no, know? no, no. But Netflix is. I mean, if you did the haunting a Hill House, yeah. If you're gonna set the bar that high, like it's. And then you did the... Or what is it? The
0: um, Stranger Things. That's another... I mean, dude, did you see the new um, poster? Did I show you that last night? No, you did not. Yeah. Hold on. I'll pull this up real quick.
1: (laughs) Well, I think... Horror is a really fine line to walk with predictability. Like, not everything's going to be Game of Thrones where you kill off main characters willy-nilly, but... And then also when you have little kids and things... You don't want to have little kids brutally murdered because generally people don't take kindly to that. Um, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. It's just I don't think it was like 100% or like a 95. Probably like 85.
0: I'd agree with that. Yeah. This is the... Because um... that's literally what everyone's talking about right now. So. This is the poster for Stranger Things Season 3. One summer can change everything. So you have like Mike, 11, everyone just kind of like... in
1: the background? The fire. The fire? There's an E right there. What? Look, there's whatever that is in the background. That looks like a letter E.
0: I think you're a little bit crazy. I
1: think I'm reading into it. Yeah. Well, the you know, Avengers did it.
0: Simpsons okay. did it. Simpsons did it. Ryan's getting some water. He's hydrating. Uh, I think that's all of our questions. Nice. Ryan, you want to take a quick break?
1: Well, I have to cardio with Dad at one thirty, so let's just do it.
0: Yeah? Do it. We're not going to take a break. We're just going to go through a we t- should probably save. Yeah. We're taking breaks. That's folks. fine. We shall return in literally no time. And with the power of editing, Ryan... So we're back. We're back. All right. Let's start kicking off our most anticipated games of the year. Ryan, I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with some of my uh, honorable mentions here, okay? Okay. Uh, Onimusha Warlords, a remake of the original game on the P- PS2, coming to PS4. Okay. Never heard of it. It's basically a like, I don't want to say feudal Japan, but you're basically samurais. Yeah. And it looks it's like a third person. I think it's gonna take a back seat to um, action game. Yeah, that other one. Well, Sekiro we'll so, we'll, and then the Ghost of Japan. Yeah, but again, Ryan, I have an appreciation for older games, unlike some people.
1: Whoa, I have an appreciation for good older games.
0: Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Resident Evil 2, I always like revisiting the uh, Resident Evil games. Four's terrific. I enjoyed 5 for uh, what it was. I understand it was <laughs> a vast departure from what old school Resident Evil fans appreciate. But that's why I'm excited to play Resident just, Evil 2.
1: That's how you describe like a a relative you hate. Like I enjoy you for what you are, blood. <laughs> but like as a family member, eh. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. are who you are. <laughs> like this is just really like, do you love me? You breathe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we have some of those in our family, don't yeah. we? Yeah. Every
1: family does.
0: But anyways, it's Resident Evil 2, me. Devil May Cry 5, super over-the-top, action-heavy. <laughs> the extent of my uh, history with the Devil May Cry series is the demo of Devil May Cry 4. So let's change that with 5. Looks like a lot of fun. Rage 2, never played the original. but you, That was actually a really good game, and mm-hmm. I have it on PS3. This game looks to be super over-the-top, and I love Bethesda shooters, and I think this is... Um, I think this game is going to be what I wanted out of Borderlands.
1: Okay. I really enjoyed Borderlands. Rage is a faster pace. Um, it's really what I wanted out of Fallout. Have you seen the trailer for the second one? Um, I remember a really colorful trailer. Yeah, like it's like way back super...
0: I think this one is going to be... Because the first one seemed more story-focused, more serious. Um, I don't remember anything except for I gambled
1: like for hours. There was, like, a thing where you could bet, and usually you, like, i bet a lot of things so I could get, get these, like, fire shotgun shells, mm, which okay. were super expensive. So you'd go through, and you'd just shoot someone with a shotgun, and they just burst into flames, which is a lot of fun. Or you get unlimited, like, high-level crossbow bolts. Hmm, cool. It was a lot of fun.
0: I think the problem with Rage 1 is that it was overshadowed by games like Bioshock back in the day yeah. when it came out. I almost want to say it came. Well, out. No one could have predicted the like, Bioshock success. No, so no, um, and then War Groove is my last game that I wanted to talk about. Well, cool. actually, my last honorable mention, I should say, I was like Dancing on a, the Front Lines. You would think so, but the War Groove. <laughs> Nintendo fans have been clamoring for a new, and I'm sorry if the the listeners can hear it, but our neighbors up above us have been like taking a shower for the past like three hours. Gosh, they're just freaking jerks having to do their dishes and be responsible adults. Hygiene and stuff. But anyways, fans, Nintendo fans, have been clamoring for a new Advance Wars game for years. Yeah. You play, you enjoyed that game on the Game Boy did, Advance. yeah. And I think Wargroove is the closest we're going to get. It's coming to Switch. Okay. Plays very similar to Advance Wars. It's your tactical, kind of grid-based RPG. And uh, I don't really know anything else about the game other than that. But visually, it looks it looks like Advanced Wars. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Give it up. I'll pull it up real quick.
1: War Groove. Let's we'll go to images. Mm. It's like shaded, kind of.
0: Yeah, a little bit. Um, not news, images. See? Looks like Advanced Wars. Oh, it
1: does. Yeah.
0: It looks very sixteen bit. Yeah, I like that retro inspired. I'm game for that. You have dogs. Yeah, war dogs. So, yeah, no, I think it's gonna be fun. So, War Groove looks good. Um, So, Ryan, I actually ranked my games from, of course, one to ten.
1: Yeah,
0: I will start with number ten if that's okay with you. Cool,
1: that makes sense. Yeah, that's how we did last episode, and this is gonna be just to clarify: is this just nineteen games? Yeah, I mean, clearly. We have. Um, do we just want to go through what we want to talk, like cover, from 2018 that we missed? You can do that. I don't care what you do. Okay, cool. Ryan, you make the list. What it is for you? Okay. okay? So I originally had to just, or like five from each year, but Ryan here's what I want
0: to cover from 2018. Ryan doesn't like change, folks. He's very much I'm set in my ways. Yeah. So
1: from 2018, what I want to play this upcoming year was Spider Man, Marvel Spider Man. Looked, I heard great things. Red Dead Redemption 2, heard good things. Um, and then Dishonored 1 and 2, if not just one of those. <coughs> Hollow Knight. Um, wanna get into that? It was I really like the style when
0: I originally played it. And then Spyro. Nice, the reignited yeah. trilogy. Yeah. I would agree with all of those, and I would also add Nino Kuni 2 for me, Revenant Kingdom, because I still have it over there unopened. Um, it's going to take a backseat, certainly, at Two Kingdom Hearts. I was thinking about playing it before Kingdom Hearts, but I don't want to tire myself with a long, drawn-out RPG. Yeah.
1: So, well, I mean, that's the same as Dragon Quest. Those things are, like... Yeah, exactly. They're very
0: Japanese. Well, that doesn't bother me at all. It's just the, the time investment that it requires yeah. um, is my biggest thing. It's like 100 so. hours or something. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, so number 10. Number 10 for me is Jedi Fallen Order. So this does not have a release date. Is this on your list? It's number nine for me. Okay, so let me just pull up a little bit of a a A blurb blurb here, um, because there's been very tight-lipped about this game. My guess is, my hope is, that they'll have it in time for um, Episode nine Star Wars, because it's not going to have anything to do with that, but of course, with the hype of Star Wars... Wasn't it described as kind of a uh, Force Unleashed? All that's been officially revealed about Star Wars' Last Jedi Fallen Order story is that it, quote, tells an original Star Wars story around a surviving Padawan set shortly after the events of Star Wars Episode III Revenge of the Sith. The article goes on to say that's not a great time for the Jedi, in case you forgot. After the Emperor issued Order 66, all but a few scattered Jedi were killed, and the group as a whole was essentially wiped out. Says there's also some rumored info from a Star Wars marketing day that should be taken cautiously, although making Star Wars a site with a good rep for reliable information, has corroborated at least some of the TV movie info from the same presentation. The alleged info states that the game will takes place five years after Revenge of the Sith and follows a Padawan called Cal and a woman called Ceres, or Ceres, um, acting as a mentor figure. It's not clear if Ceres is actually a Jedi herself. Nice. Yeah, no, I'm excited... Um
1: I really loved the Force Unleashed games. Yeah. A ton of fun. Like, I, I don't know if I fully beat the second one, but I know I just played the crap out of the first one. hmm And the customization of your lightsaber, your abilities, um, force lightning. You're not going to be able to force lightning, but, like,
0: going through the dark side was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I think, inevitably, there's going to be ties to... We're going to see maybe a young Luke Skywalker... Please can we see Ben Kenobi? You know, like I want them to tie in a little bit of the trilogy, which I think yeah, they will. Like Battlefront Two did, kind of Like, yeah. doing nods to the older characters. Exactly. I don't see them not doing that. So what's your because number
1: like Star Wars Rebels, they did like a young Leia when she was
0: just a princess or whatever. Gotcha. Just a text from Lauren. Okay. She done with uh, kickboxing. She stopped for a uh, bagel. She's doing a little bit of reading, and um, she said she'll be home a little bit later than planned. Okay. So sounds good. Uh, What's your number 10? My number 10 is Metro Exodus. Oh, yeah. That one looks crazy. Did you play um, Metro <coughs> 2088 t- or whatever the heck it was? There were two of them before this. No. Okay.
1: Um, I just saw the trailer with, like, the ruined town. There was, like, a train, and there was, like, a giant
0: bear thing that was, like, deformed. Yeah. they're, they're From what I've heard, they're great shooters that kind of went under the radar. Mm-hmm. And they were interesting is that I thought they took place, like, underground in, like, Train stations, kind of areas, and again, this is could be completely off base. But I thought I remember there being a very interesting mechanic where you have to stay in the light because the enemies that you're fighting are kind of like
1: dark or light sensitive.
0: I think it's some kind of like post apocalyptic type game, yeah. That's what it kind of looked
1: like, yeah. Um, it looked really interesting. I think whether I get it and play it, I think it's on my radar to at least watch gameplay yeah so uh, yeah i'm uh, i'm pretty excited to see if that's actually good or not
0: nice uh my next game is man of medan okay so this is supermassive games next game we played a supermassive games game earlier this year until dawn and so it's very similar to that uh i have a little again blurb here because i'd rather the people that created the game to explain it than myself. Yeah. So they're, hu- they're, they're very excited to announce this game, The Dark Pictures Anthology, a series of intense standalone horror games. The first game, of course, Man of Medan, um, brings ghostly horror to the South Pacific. Starts off on a dive boat in the South Pacific with a rumored World War II wreck to find and plenty of on-deck partying to be had. Our group of four young Americans and their skipper, Fliss, get ready for what should be the trip of a lifetime, but it doesn't go quite, as, quite to plan. As the day unfolds and a storm rolls in, they find themselves trapped on board a ghost ship. Subjected to unimaginable stress and terror, they must try to find a way to escape the ship and its sinister history. Oh, wow. Well. Sign me up, bro. <laughs> yeah, until dawn was stressful. Like, I had to take, like, a chapter
1: or two at a time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really pumped for this. Yeah, it looked, it sounds interesting. I think anything World War Two diving, that would be really interesting. Yeah. You have to let me know how what you choose and how
0: many people are alive at the end. Yeah, exactly. We will probably do a whole. That'll be our uh, our Halloween game for two thousand nineteen. Okay. Yeah. What's your number? You said your number nine was uh, the Star Wars. Star Wars.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: My um my number. What are we on eight now? Yeah. Is Bio Mutant. Oh nice. So it's like an action RPG with where, like a squirrel
1: thing. Yeah. Like he's,
0: exactly, and he has like a little giant sword thing, and um. It looks yeah that's actually my number four is it really yeah, yeah it's it should be higher up my list um I would say the bottom five are kind of just there for to to be there. I'm excited my top five are very much strategically placed, and my level of excitement yeah that
1: one, I don't know i it looks really interesting um what's that it's that platformer with that guy and he is like a squirrel that conquers you... bad for a day no is it yeah, maybe, sure. Kind of reminds me of that, but just purely the squirrel and like a totally different genre. Yeah. So like nothing like that, I guess. Um, the graphics looked amazing. The combat looked like a lot of fun. Plus, you get to cre- you get to create your
0: own character in this. Yeah. So you it's like a
1: realistic a w- raccoon editor. Yeah. So
0: basically, it's a world filled with mutated animals, right? You create your player, and then, um, yeah. See, so let's see what the plot's about here. Has branching storylines where decisions made by the player will decide how the story will continue. The world of Biomutant is struck by a natural disaster as poisonous oil comes up uh, from beneath the surface and pollutes the Tree of Life. The Tree of Life has five roots through which gives life to the whole world. So very much like the world we live in. Yeah. I mean, that's
1: kind of... I mean, you know everything's connected. Exactly. I mean, if you become the Avatar, you can tap into that energy. That's what I was sold in school.
0: I mean, I don't know where you went. Uh, What is your number eight, Ryan? Uh, My number eight was Fire Emblem Three Houses. Oh, interesting choice. Have you played any (laughs) of the Fire
1: Emblem games? I have not, and I think starting on the Switch would be a good kind of delve into that. Um, One, like I've played so many of the Fire Emblem characters on Smash. Now that they have like 12 Fire Emblem characters... I might as well play one of those games, and I remember watching Rick play. Nice. And it looked pretty entertaining. I'm just the permadeath thing.
0: If I can get rid of that... Kind of scares you. That terrifies me. Fire Emblem and the Sacred Stones is one of my favorite games on the Game Boy Advance. I should let you borrow my 3DS because I have it downloaded on it. Okay. And, uh, man, that game is just so good.
1: Yeah, they seem pretty good. Um, I'm curious how it'll translate to uh, the Switch. I'm sure it'll translate... Really Perfectly, well. yeah.
0: yeah. Especially to be able to play it portably. I mean, um, no, it's a good pick. I didn't even think about Fire Emblem, a game in the series that I really overlooked and just never got around to getting was Awakening for the 3DS. Okay, that was like a par- apparently, well, that was kind of like the return of the series because for so long, Fire Emblem was kind of dormant in the US. There was like Path of Radiance. Well, I guess not so much. <laughs> there was like Path of Radiance on the the Wii or the GameCube. There was one. There was a game. There was a Fire Emblem game. On both the GameCube and the Wii, but it just didn't have the the notoriety that it did in Japan. Yeah. But Awakening kind of like revitalized the love for the series for people in the United States, oh, nice. and that's why they had like four games on the 3DS. Then they were coming out the Wazoo on the Wii U. Now they're coming out for Switch. You know, I mean it's Fire Emblem craziness. Yeah. So, um, no good pick. My number seven, coming out May twenty first, was delayed into 2019. But fear not. Because the doorknobs, led by Pete Doer, will be playing this game like crazy. That's Team Sonic Racing on the PS4.
1: Oh, I didn't even know that was a thing.
0: Yeah, so basically it's going to be a racing game with Sonic characters. Okay. And a game that uh, did not play on past generation consoles, the 360 and PS3, was... Uh, what the heck was that called? Like, Sonic and Sega All-Star Racing, I think is what it was. And I kinda, I'm kind of disappointed that this isn't... Team Sonic Racing isn't that, because um, Sonic and Sega All-Star Racing, which Pete has been speedrunning, has characters from all of the Sega-related franchises. Uh, So Samba de Amigo, Space Channel 5, of course Sonic, Mm -hmm. all those different series were represented. It's like a Mario Kart. Essentially. And so not only were there characters from those games, but each of the stages were very much throwbacks and built from the ground up of, like, Shen so like those a Smash words. Mario Kart of Sega. Well, no, it's very much like Mario Kart Eight because you can race as the villagers from Animal Crossing, and there's an, an Animal Crossing stage. So it's very much that, okay. just with Sega. Yeah. And so, um, but Team Sonic Racing, um, I still think it's going to be an absolute blast. More so because um, I'm going to be playing with Pete and everyone that watches his streams, mm-hmm. and so as I'm playing the game. I'm probably going to be watching him streaming and then racing against him. That'd be fun. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to getting that. It's gonna it's coming out at 40 bucks. It's not even a full retail price release. Uh, so that should be a really good time, uh, especially coming off of Mario Kart 8. I'm kind of in that racing mood. Yeah, Lauren was enjoying that one last night. Yeah, yeah. good fun. So what is your number seven? My number seven is Doom Eternal. Nice. You need to play the, the other one, though. <coughs> does it branch off of the other one? I'm sure it does, yeah. The Doom, the... It's just literally called Doom. It came out in like, 2016. Yeah. Well, I
1: heard that one. Well, I watched gameplay, and it looked really
0: good. I played it for about two hours, and it's yeah. pretty
1: intense. Um, I don't know if this is a continuation. I guess I'll have to play that one. But I've never played a Doom game. Um, my mom always told me, like, Doom, you'll uh, start worshipping Satan, and then you want to, like, shoot up a school. And I was like,
0: I think that's a little overblown, but... Probably. Yeah. I played Doom 3, like, Resurrection of Evil on 360. Dude, that game creeped me the heck out.
1: Yeah. Oh, no. my gosh. I mean,
0: looking back at where it started to where it
1: is now, it's crazy. So, I, I that's another franchise that I would want to try.
0: Yeah. Well, you should definitely download the uh, the more recent one because that'll give you a nice flavor for what to expect. Plus, you can probably get it for 20 bucks or less now. Yeah. So. I, I'll go to GameStop or something. Yeah. Uh, a lot of my games remaining here, or kind of TBD with their release dates, but I fully suspect this game to come out April, May time frame, maybe even June, and that's Animal Crossing.
1: Oh, nice. Because, I didn't even have
0: that on my list. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, Animal Crossing, it's just such a happy game. Whenever I play that, I just, I feel good about life. Yeah. Me too. And plus, freaking Tom Nook just garnishing
1: your wages and Yeah. Like, no, I... I love the ability to upgrade a house and then, like, search for furniture and, like, decorate that house. Plus the music is just so chill. Yeah, and then you have, like, freaking Charlie Brown's teacher. Like, is literally I, I, Yeah, like, yeah.
0: talking with a they... Um Yeah, no, I, if, if that's coming out next year, I'm really excited. I think it will. I really think that 2019 is going to be a great year for Switch. I think there's a lot of unannounced games that we don't know about that are going to be coming out. Um I have another Switch game very high on my list that I'm greatly anticipating. Yeah, me too. Uh so yeah, Animal Crossing makes my list because I love that gameplay loop of collecting all the bugs and fish and getting my museum nice and decked yeah. out. No, it's I love those games. I've played what was uh New Leaf on the 3DS? New Leaf and then the one before it on the GameCube.
1: Ooh.
0: Oh, that was I think that was just called Animal Crossing. Wild World was on the DS. I did New Leaf because that was when you were like the owner of the city or like a mayor. Yeah, and then City Folk. Yeah, you were. And then City Folk was on the Wii. Yeah. Um, But yeah, no, Animal Crossing. Cannot wait. So what is your number six? Uh, Yoshi's Crafted World. Yes. I don't know if you've heard of it. No, I've not. Yoshi, woohoo.
1: Yeah, so I've never played a Yoshi game. but You son of a bitch. It's probably very similar to Mario, right?
0: Yes, but he's kind of. Yoshi, so he's better.
1: Yeah. No. Um it's I don't know, it's not for lack of interest. It's just I've never I don't know. I've never played one. Mm-hmm. So it looks I think it like most of these games that I've talked about, getting into that series would be fun. Oh it's I'm sure be... it's on your list, right? Oh it's it's number three
0: on my list, yeah. yeah. Um I'm sure you have a lot to say about it. No, I mean I just I love Yarn Yoshi. Yeah. Yoshi's woolly world. Was so oh, that's beautiful. the one lauren was playing through. and it was so adorable because you know she'd unlock all these different like skins yeah and so you'd have like a little rainbow Yoshi or a little camo Yoshi a watermelon Yoshi whatever it was is this a yarn game no so it's it's like crocheted almost okay so it's i would say it's you very... use yarn for crochet well yeah but you have like little needles that you like or not needles but like little hooks that you yeah you can basically crocheting interact hooks you basically videos. interact with the foreground and backgrounds, and it's going to be just a very much, like if you've ever played um, Kirby's Crystal Shards, where you can kind of go back and forth into those different areas. A okay. um, lot of exploring. You can play co-op with a person, so Lauren and I will probably co-op this game. Yeah. And I'm sure there's going to be lots of like little collectibles to you know find. Um, they're just such charming games. Like Kirby's Epic Yarn and the Wii was another game, very much like Animal Crossing, where um, the music was so soothing... The world itself was just adorable for lack of a better phrase to explain it. And there was not a whole lot of challenge there. You kind of just went through the motions. But for a game like this that's so aesthetically pleasing to look at and listen to, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm sure there's gonna be bosses that will give us present us a challenge, but Yoshi is my favorite character in all of from all of Nintendo's properties. Really? Um that's a Lofty statement. Dude, dinosaurs, bro. Oh, I'm, I'm not complaining about dinosaurs. Yeah. like yeah. I was the
1: dinosaur nerd back in the
0: day. Yeah, so I love Yoshi for that reason. Plus, he's just so stinking cute. Yeah, he is. And he was such a great little companion in Super Mario World back on the Super Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, so I mean, I don't really have anything else to say about it. I think it's just going to be a nice little treat complimenting um, the other release that's number two for me. Yeah, so I guess then what is your number five? Wolfenstein Blood.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah, I did see that one. Yeah, out.
0: because uh, what else do I need to say? I've talked so highly of Wolfenstein, The New Colossus, and New Order. Yeah. Played both of them earlier this year. New Order was very high in my Games of the Year list. Really tight shooting mechanics, fun story, super over the top, very challenging. Give me more.
1: Give me, give me more, give me more. Oh. Sure. Satisfaction.
0: Is that Britney Spears? <laughs> it's probably, Ryan. What is yeah. your number
1: five? My number five is Rage 2. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, so I really enjoyed the first one. It's a more grittier, less stylized Borderlands. Um, any game that I can gamble in, I don't, actually, I'm afraid that they'll take gambling out because of, like, gambling rules. I think you have This to isn't put, Nintendo, okay? This is Bethesda. Well, I think, like, legally, you have to put A on it for
0: adult. If it has gambling, like it's a mechanic. Like, so that's why, I, uh, they, dude, dragon quest 11 was like T for teen and they had gambling on that. They did have that's. I spent a lot of time gambling. Yeah, give me a break. So hopefully they bring
1: back gambling so I can gamble and, um, get more shotguns and just
0: wreck face. I'll have to rewatch. You want to talk trailer. about leak, leaving things behind Brian in 2018. That might be the G word. I thought we talked about this. <laughs>
1: But how am I supposed to lie about my meth lo- like methodum that I'm creating? Oh my gosh. Yeah, breaking bad. Yes. So, um Yeah, I I'm excited for Rage too. it nice. a good game. I'll cool. let you borrow it, I'm sure after
0: freaking God of War and Horizon, literally my top five games from last year. Yep, all those other games I gotta play this year. Number four for me is Ghost of Tsushima. Sh- okay. Um this is a game by Sucker Punch. The Sly Cooper Infamous Friends, and it looks like an open-world, feudal Japan, (laughs) really intense samurai game. And who doesn't like the samurai? The Last Samurai is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Tom Cruise? Before Tom Cruise went all Scientology on us. Yeah. Jumping on couch just screaming about Katie Holmes. Yeah. But Ghost of Tsushima, we really haven't heard a whole lot. You know, we've seen very... Was it E3? Yeah, we've seen very small, like, pieces of footage, some screenshots and that was more than enough for me to put it up number 4 on my list. Yeah. Um, Samurai, what else do I have to say?
1: Yeah, I think it'll be a totally different take on it. So you have Neo, you have Sekiro, and then you have this, and they're going to be play completely different. So it'll be an interesting, probably more story driven than those others.
0: I just very much fear though that this is going to be a game that get pushed into 2020. Yeah, maybe. I don't know where they are in their production. Or and when that's the thing, it was when, announced. You know, it's kind of a blessing and a curse when developers are super tight lipped about a game. Yeah. Because then it creates a more fresh and n- unique <laughs> experience because you don't feel like you've been you've watched half the game's cutscenes through trailers.
1: Yeah. I mean I'm more along the lines of if they have to delay a game, yeah, sure it sucks. But like I want the best product. Like totally. so for Star Wars movies, if you have to push it back then push it back. No, like, I get that. But if it's a year or two, I don't care. As long as it's coherent. Like I think they actually pushed out the Force Awakened. Or they they could have pushed that out because the production was running close to when they had to release it and they had to like just I don't know, make things up that weren't necessarily coherent based on production
0: schedules. Force so. Awakens didn't come across like that though.
1: I think it was the rehashing of the Death Star was actually part of that, like, slow, quick production. So sure. if you have to, produ- like, push anything out, be my
0: guest. Okay, Yep. I'm right there with you with that. What is your number four? Uh, we already talked about it. It's the Biomutant. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm my number really excited about it. Th- my number three is um, Yoshi's Crafted World. Okay, so, yeah. And I think this is this still doesn't have a solidified, distinct release date, but they did say spring 20, 20, 2019. So I'm hoping that this is a nice compliment to my number two game, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Yeah. Coming so out on my birthday, March 22nd.
1: So I guess my third, um, I'm reluctant to put this here, but it looks cool, is Anthem. Yeah. Anything EA produces, I'm very skeptical, and I will... Oh, I, ESPN updates over there? No, it's... um football for fantasy um so anything that they like after star wars battlefront 2 i will not pre-order an ea game ever again no um but it looks like you're basically iron man's flying around killing things the world looks beautiful um it's i'm gonna wait a couple months and then when the price drops and see how they monetize it
0: yeah, see, I lost faith in Bioware, and of course, by association EA, um, after Mass Effect Andromeda, Andromeda um, I didn't play the game for myself. Uh, I mean,
1: you got a beautiful facial and yeah, oh gosh,
0: graphically, it just looked like garbage. Yeah. I mean, that was the Fallout 76 equivalent for, for Bioware, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I'm very much reluctant to, you know, put this anywhere on my list, even honorable mention-wise. Um, plus I've never been a big fan of mechs. Like it's just never been something that I've gravitated towards.
1: Yeah. I mean, me neither. It's more
0: thinking it. I'm freaking Iron Man. Like this
1: is the closest I'll get to an Iron Man game. That's reputable. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Right. I mean, when it comes out, we'll see where the critics. I'm hopelessly optimistic. Yeah. Is the best way to describe it. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I think, was that, is that a spring release? I have no idea what it's I think it's it is. Released. I think it's coming out like in March or something like that. Let's check this out. Or even February. I think it's coming out in February. Wow. Yeah, February 22nd, actually.
1: Yeah, so hopefully it's good. Um, I've watched some gameplay, and it looked pretty cool. So we'll see. Nice. What's your number
0: two? Sekiro? You know what my number two is. Sekiro. I think
1: our number one and number two are the exact same. They
0: are. So number two for us, Sekiro Shadows Die twice. Ryan and I have talked this game to death by this point. Um... I mean, it's basically going to be... I mean, from software, FromSoftware, um, sign me up. Any yep. game they do, I will be there day one. And Sekiro, from what they've shown so far, is no exception. Yeah. And, I mean,
1: now that FromSoft has the, like, monetary backing of Activision, I say Activision in the same, like, phrase that I would say EA when it comes to shady bullshit. Yeah. But as far as them being able to graphically create the story. They have the fan base or the cult following from Dark Souls and Bloodborne to make something good. And it looks like this game is just... It's going to be great. It's single player. There is no multiplayer like invasions and stuff, which some people are skeptical on. But they I think they're trying to... uh, Miyazaki has wanted to kind of not purely differentiate from Dark Souls but to kind of not purely tie his from soft or yeah from soft to dark Souls mm-hmm. like he wants to be able to do other projects which is yeah like the that's... same way um, mojang or um, what's his face he did Minecraft, like left and after I mean when he sold it for like four billion dollars or whatever <laughs> yeah. but, or two billion but he wants to try something new and not be like as an artist, Create some other things. Yeah, I think it's perfectly respectable. Um, yeah, yeah. Sakiro will be there yeah. day one. My yeah. birthday. It's it's gonna be freaking great. I've been watch. I've been rewatching the uh, some of the gameplay, and then like the first boss that they like released. It's just on this beautiful like Japanese maple like pink leaves kind of over like kind of canopy nice and you're on this bridge and fighting a shinobi
0: so yeah it's i'm excited and then uh number one then ryan undoubtedly has to be kingdom hearts 3 yes it is a game that i've been waiting for 13 years now 14 years since kingdom hearts 2 came out yeah for me it's like eight months yeah so clearly you can tell the anticipation has been killing me <laughs> uh, yeah. it, it was a project very much like half-life 3 that to be perfectly honest with you, I didn't know if it was ever going to happen. I thought it was just going to remain in development hell forever. And then um, Nomura was just going to come out and say, like, due to budget costs or what have you, he was just going to cancel the project and we weren't going to see it. Um, but thankfully, that was not the case. Yeah. And at the end of Kingdom Hearts 3 or Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance for the 3DS, um, there was like this nice little backdrop Kingdom Hearts 3 stay tuned type of thing. And so that message gave me a newfound hope that, yes, this project was happening. Then we started seeing footage from the game. And I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole here um, talking about Kingdom Hearts 3 because Ryan and I, next Sunday, are going to record an an episode completely around Kingdom Hearts. We're going to talk about what we love about the games, what we've not liked about the games, what we're hoping for and expecting from Kingdom Hearts 3, and then somehow trying make, to make sense of the mess of a story that Kingdom Hearts is. Um, it's convoluted as all hell. But Kingdom Hearts 3 is... Uh, I think it's going to be something real special. Yeah, it, it looks great um, playing
1: the... Was it Dream Dot Distance or whatever? You were playing Fragmentary Passage. Fragmentary Passage, that's what it is. Um, after playing that one graphically, if you said it's the exact same. It looks like it'll be a, a great... I mean, coming from Kingdom Hearts 1, that slower gameplay to how fast it is now and how fluent, I think it'll be good. No, I can't. I remember wait. when they originally had that trailer. I mean, it was, it's was. it been like a couple of years since that original trailer. The, right? I don't
0: even remember. Yeah.
1: And like it showed Sora on a train.
0: Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? I it do. It was like
1: a leaked or something?
0: Yeah. So, the, yeah, that came out. It was um, like the uh, Olympus Coliseum. Yeah. Like it was there. Um there were like snippets of footage you saw him at Olympus Coliseum and then um You saw him riding around on a train. Yeah.
1: It looks Was that college? That was a couple years ago. Yeah,
0: I was definitely still in college when that came out. Um but yeah. People no. were freaking out. Yeah, and so I think that again, all of the um the Kingdom Hearts fans came out of the hibernation and just like started freaking out. Yeah. And now we've just been salivating at anything new, we hear about Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah, and, I've been um, trying to stay away from the lots of the trailers, but I did watch the last one. Yeah, no, me. I have not too, but... I'm afraid they're gonna spoil the story. Well, apparently there's early copies of the game that apparently got leaked out. Someone sold a copy or got a copy, and I'm sure you can go somewhere on Reddit and find out what happens in the game. Because someone's... But Numura came out with a statement and said, like, please, we're doing everything in our power to not to prevent this from continuing to happen, but if you know anything about the story, please, for the sake of the fans, keep your yeah. mouth closed. Because so help me if, like, I go on Game Informer and I just see, like, Sora and Riku die in, like, a battle to the death. Like, you know, like, yeah. some crazy whatever. She has to, imp- he has to impale Kairi, like... To, like, release the heart of all hearts No, to, like,
1: re-summon Mickey. Yeah. And, like... Just this, like, bloody avalanche of the, like... We probably just spoiled it for ourselves.
0: God, I mean, everyone wants to just pike Kyrie with a Keyblade. Everyone wants to be a cat, Ryan. That's what the, they really want to be. Yeah, well... That we covered that last episode. Yeah,
1: furry is a growing community.
0: It is. Ryan, do you have anything else to add to this episode?
1: Um, not much. I'm I'm pretty excited, especially for Kingdom Hearts and Sekiro. I think those are my main two yeah Um, it'll be a good year on that
0: list and we have a good list there
1: yeah um yeah it'll be it'll be a good year for games and then obviously catching up for everything we missed you missed more than i did yeah as far as like the bigger titles you had lots of nostalgia this year Mm -hmm.
0: so yeah
1: or last year that's weird
0: yep so we want to wish all of you fine folks out there a very happy new year merry christmas merry christmas happy holidays we hope all of you are looking forward to more Otaku Brothers into the new year. And if you're yep. not, well, I can't blame you. Yeah, We want to thank you all for listening to episode 28 of Otaku Brothers. And uh, we'll be back for episode 29, talking all things Kingdom Hearts. Yes. Signing off, Ryan. All right. See you. See you later. <laughs>